Welcome to Revive Misery Podcast. This month, we're continuing the theme in October, It's Okay to Fall, about, it was actually a theme that I started a year after this podcast started, and I thought it was just such a great idea, a great topic, may I say. Um, Henry Ford says it this way, one one who fears failure limits his activity. Um, I'm just reminded of sometimes we have internal barriers when it comes to what we fear of failing or what may not work out. I think also um, it can also um, impede us from moving forward in our recovery and our health and whatever avenue that may be. Winston Churchill says it this way, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. Is that, you know, getting up even though you fall seven times, is that attitude, that um, state of mind that sometimes can push us forward and actually make it, it actually saying it's okay to fall actually hold weight. I just want to also say if you are in crisis, you know, I'm not negating those who are struggling out there in the States. 988 is a this, um, this crisis helpline in the United States. So I do encourage you to find whatever resources, wherever you're out in the world, to find out what they are. Uh, Some place that you can ask the question, I need help. Today we have a new guest. Her name is Simran. Thank you so much for being part of this topic and sharing your insight with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. No worries. I, I always say people say better than me, Simran. And I think about Albert Einstein. I should have mentioned two before. He says it this way. I want to hear your thoughts. A person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. What comes to mind when you hear this? Yeah, I think it's true to some extent because if you fear something new, doing something new, you will never know whether you can succeed or whether you, uh, you know, want to do that or not. Like, say, for example, if you fear driving, that's something new that we learn after a certain age. So if you uh, never make a mistake or bump some another car, you wouldn't, the fear of uh, driving will not, uh, you know, reduce until unless you sit in the driver's seat and drive the car. So until and unless you face your fears, fall and then get up again, you will not have the strength to uh, understand how, uh, how much can you excel in that particular skill or activity. You will always be fearful of or doubtful of yourself whether you can do that particular activity or not. Yeah, and you know, I want to ask you from uh, what has your experience been um, that helped you or maybe helped those who you helped uh, in regards to working through some, you know, notable mistakes? What worked and what did not work? I know culturally and uh, our context matters in this regard, but can you share a little insight from your own personal experience or whatever you feel comfortable with or with those who you worked with, Simran? Sure. Um, I would first like to, you know, come out as a mental health therapist because, uh, you know, 
people who start practicing as freshers or are just out of college and trying to um explore how they can practice uh, i wouldn't say it's a mistake but the fear is that will i be able to take uh, the sessions or not will i be able to uh, help the client or not so those fears are there definitely i also had those fears but then i would say with experience and with time you know what to do and what not to do so until unless as you put it right that you know uh, you try you make mistakes only then you learn from your mistakes you learn that okay this is something that i don't have to do or i uh, can modify it mm-hmm. and uh, there have been a lot of clients who've come in with you know the fear about will i be judged in therapy or not uh, will the information be shared with someone else or not so those fears they so in this fears they've made that mistake of going to a friend or maybe you know just not trying therapy booking it canceling it so then finally they you know things are opening up people are opening up with their uh, concerns and i think they are showing the courage of uh, facing their issues and concerns and then ultimately coming to therapy or uh, working on themselves hmm and um and sometimes that process could take longer depending on the situation how people uh how much the, you know you know you mentioned a great um example uh, how are people going to think about me taking therapy are they going to look at me down are yeah. they going to look weird are they going to look at me funny but if the person is really struggling if it's affecting all parts of his life his marriage his work um you get to the point where you know are we going to take care of the individual the client or not you know the idea is when is there ever room for so and so you know they may see you that way they may be a little they may judge you but at the end of the day it impacts those major areas that could impact your life sometimes um unfortunately people wait that long but it, it it's great it, it therapy at least i found very helpful especially when the person is open to it and is desiring it um yeah 100% because if you keep on thinking about you know what people will uh, think about you or how people will look at you if you go to therapy then at the end of the day you are suffering those people maybe gossip about you for 10 days 15 days at max a month after that they'll find something new to gossip about so you are suffering for that entire month thinking that what will uh, my close circle say if i'm you know visiting mm. to therapy but then you don't understand that it's you who's suffering for the entire month and it's you who are in pain and nobody's helping you out in that uh, pain as well because in i would say in you know today's time social media has a role to play where yeah. uh, you know people are getting influenced that you know her life is so nice or his life is so nice they're so they're yeah. doing so well what am i doing so a lot of self doubt low self esteem is coming from that of course it has its pros as well like people yeah. are posting about their mental health concerns as well but i would say it's a balance between how you look at it yeah i think also you you know it's the family dynamic you know we have family reunions and i'm half korean so you know you have family come and now you see phones all over the place you know we just got a, we're yeah. still 2020 covid-19 still lingering there on and off but then you haven't seen people for ages <laughs> for years and then they're like oh you know i want to show you 
on my phone and you know we're all guilty at least i know i'm guilty of it um but it, it has it has impacted our communication or how we communicate Great. yes yeah. i agree with it and i think that in itself sometimes can be a barrier especially we're talking about different cultures and how they view mental health like let's just go there how they view mental health it may be widely accepted in america where i'm from in some areas but in some other cultures not at all you know and that's something that it's not context to make as a barrier itself but just tells you there's a challenge ahead of you yeah i completely agree there is cultural difference through, uh, you know all over because uh, as you mentioned correctly that people are more open uh, where you are situated uh, but in other countries or maybe rural areas people are still uh, afraid of uh, therapy they are actually more than afraid they don't have the awareness about what mental health is what uh, exactly is the you know main cause of their stress or when to visit a professional or whether to take help from them or not so uh, you know lack of information is what i feel uh, most of people go through because in today's time also with so much of social media as well there are so many people who cannot differentiate between a therapist and a psychiatrist or you know other forms of therapy as well so there's a lot of confusion i feel awareness is really needed in this field uh, in most of the uh, countries or cities if you look at it yeah and i feel also not just uh i would say an understanding of it and how it, how that mental health how that care can help the individual so it's not just uh i understand that this person is a therapist sometimes the expectations can be disproportional of the situation at hand not to say that there is not help out there that can help but i think we have a lot of information there's a saturation of information out there if we're not able to effectively filter it to the context of the individual that is needing the care sometimes that in itself can be a barrier for that individual receiving care um i want to okay. yeah go ahead no sorry i was just adding on to your statement like apart from lack of information too much information can also be a <laughs> concern where uh you know people get confused so mm. they are not aware of what to do then and uh, they land up doing the wrong thing or something that's not ideal for them yes i want to take a moment and i you know with new guests and returning guests but you're new is give your uh, opportunity to share a little bit about your story you know a little bit about you to those who are listening why do you do what you do and just whatever you feel comfortable sharing Sure. So uh, I'm from India, and I have been working as a therapist uh, for over four years now. So the clients I see are mostly today's youth, I would say, because uh, most of the concerns are related to youth and uh, I would say middle-aged adults. Uh, so I see a lot of patients or clients, I would say, with stress, anxiety, relationship concerns, marriage concerns. trauma and uh, other things as well but the most common thing i find about uh, be it uh, youth or adults is the imbalance in communication the imbalance in uh, understanding or giving a listening ear to the other person 
because mm-hmm. uh, today nobody is ready to adjust cure or understand or compromise for that matter so communication is something i feel is really needed and understanding i think these two aspects are really important in any form of relationship so yeah i work towards it and uh, apart from my work i am trying my best to um, you know spread awareness about mental health and make people mm. more aware about what exactly it is uh, through various uh, blogs or podcasts so yeah that's all uh, that i do uh, for you know a minimum i would say that i can help people out and mm-hmm. yeah well that's wonderful thank you um thank you for doing that and i want to also say that um you mentioned communication and you mentioned understanding there's a quote that actually deals with both because hearing is communicating if you're not listening you're not really communicating everyone hears only what he understands that's probably part of the problem sometimes when it comes to mental health or someone dealing with some situation so um uh, i was in the air force i was in the military and i was actually just i was a plane mechanic so i worked on planes but one thing you learn is not every tool fixes everything so a hammer won't be used for everything there's different kind of tools uh sometimes you know that is helpful in this context so when you hear this quote what comes to mind right i completely agree with what you mentioned that not every tool fits the activity required so uh, again uh, going back to our communication about uh, information also people get fearful that you know if they have a bad therapy experience first or second mm-hmm. therapy experience they feel that they generalize that not every therapist is like that or uh, the therapy mm-hmm. sessions are like this so that fear also comes in that whether i should uh, move ahead and seek help again or not but we don't do that with physical health if no. one doctor is not good we try to find out another physician or yeah. <laughs> we do find out other hospitals as well so i would just request to be more open to mental health as well and mm. um now coming back to the court i definitely believe in this that you know nowadays it's become that people hear or have communication just to respond and not to yeah. understand or uh, you know hear the other person out or uh, you know be in his perspective and understand where he or she is coming from so uh, a lot of misunderstandings or f- arguments or you know uh, mis uh, communication happens because of this because now i would be like i want to put my point forward and i don't want to hear you out because i feel i am right similarly you might feel that you know you are right so you want to put your point forward and nobody is also ready to come to a mutual ground say a 50-50 also because there's a lot of uh, maybe self esteem most of the people nowadays have uh, associated their self worth or uh, value themselves only on the basis of how they are progressing in their life or how yeah. their relationships are going people have forgotten about self care and how they uh, view themselves everybody is viewing themselves in the light of others yeah Yeah and I I know what you were mentioning with communication and how um you know it it's it's just shows there's just a, a a limited or I would say even a lack of emphasis on communication and and you the reason I say that also is that 
you know, how we, how we, how we describe, how, how we think about, you know, you mentioned physical health and mental health. And I, I thought that is always an important thing that we always have to stress. Um, um, and it, it stems to value. If I have diabetes, which I don't, uh, people might, but if I had diabetes and uh, I won't say, oh, my name is now diabetes. I, I'm now I'm just diabetes. No, I'm still Robert. Okay. But when it comes to mental health, it's it's like I have say let's have a major mental health issue. Let me say I have a schizoaffective disorder. I have schizoaffective. So now my identity is gone. I'm just schizoaffective, and that in itself is not what we do physically, and it it doesn't really help the individual because now. Um, you know, though, there's a tendency to gain too much information. Like <laughs> it becomes less useful. Person reads up on schizoaffected, and sometimes that becomes its own barriers because the individual has their own context and their own and their own um, understand on their own, uh, I guess, context that will bridge of what they would like. To, you know, when when you go have a client, imagine. The first thing is, what would you like to have happen? What would you like to better? You know, you have that. You build your treatment plan on. Hey, um, what do you want to work on? What's going on? What's what do you, what do you want to work on? And the, the person maybe is like, well, my family, I'm, I'm my, me and my wife are not talking. My work, I feel like I'm stunted. My family's pressuring me. Those those anxieties and the self value dwindles. And when when they they worry about being associated with mental health, it, it, it adds to it. They're like, well, I want to get help. But if I have this title, then I'm now no longer myself. I'm this 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 shame kind of thing. But I, I find that you know what you mentioned very true. I just want to say that and uh, this just reaffirm that you know communication and how we communicate is really sometimes um, the barrier because we don't practice it enough. We're not around people that disagree with us. You know, how can we actually? Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I completely I, I... Uh, agree with the fact that you mentioned about, you know, the example that you took about diabetes. Like, I would like to put in a point here, like, we should be more aware of how we look at people with mental health concerns rather than calling them uh, an autistic individual or, you know, uh, uh, ADHD individual. We should always uh, say that this child has autism or the child has ADHD or the individual has depression that doesn't become that his label or we should stop labeling people according to what they are mm-hmm. yeah and I you know one thing uh, I wanted to say was you mentioned communication how there is, people just want to hear response they want to respond to communication they don't want to have and I think part of that is that we don't practice communication at all. We're just around people who think like us a lot of times and talk like <laughs> us, agree with us. And it's comfortable. But, you know, when to get, at least I've learned to get better at communicating is to be around people you may not agree. I learn a lot from people I don't agree with. And you learn a lot about yourself. And I think um, communication um, has taken a hit because because of that and i'm not you know every every step forward especially when it comes to communication judging where we are right now maybe little but it is an important one when we're talking about this matter um i want to ask you i'm sorry to get off topic a little bit but how um 
you know, we're talking about hard times. We're talking about understanding. And when we talk about setbacks, so I'm just going to shift over to this question right here. Uh, what have you seen work for yourself well, and for others primarily um, that helped gain understanding during a setback? Because we're talking about it's okay to fall. And a lot of times culturally that's like not acceptable. I'm not, I, I fall and then I'm a failure. And then I, you know, then maybe I, I'll be able to redeem myself. Um, what has been, what have you seen work more, I guess, effectively in the person that uh, is struggling or may have a setback and what has not? Yeah. Before I go to this, uh, I would like to, um, add on uh, upon the last thing about communication is mm. what I feel that uh, today people live uh, I mean forgotten that it's communication is two way um, mm. yeah. they've uh, forgotten that it has to be two people hearing and communicating it's become mm. a one way street now so yeah this is the final thought in communication but coming mm. back uh, to uh, setback and understanding uh, what I feel is what best works for me as well as my clients is uh, the sooner we accept the situation that okay this uh, problem or this uh, situation has come up and I feel a certain way of course I do panic or maybe I stress about how will I uh, move forward in the situation or there are certain feelings of fear maybe of anxiety of fear of whether I will be uh, able to overcome the situation or not. Everybody faces that. That's a natural mm. human response to any sudden uh, problem coming in our lives. That's okay. But I always say that how long uh, you want to hold on to those feelings is completely up to the individual's choice. So mm -hmm. say for example, if you keep on dwelling upon uh, why me, why this mm. problem came to me, uh, mm. you know, it always happens with me. I don't know how will I deal with it. So if you keep on mm. going in that loop, you're not going to come out of that problem. Rather, you're mm. going to create more trouble for yourself and uh, go deep into that circle. Mm -hmm. But now uh, what helps is understanding and accepting the fact, okay, this has happened. Maybe take a week also to go through your emotions. Mm. I'm not saying that suppress your emotions or suppress whatever you're feeling. That's not the agenda. The agenda is to express how you feel, to be more vocal about your emotions, uh, if not with anybody, with yourself first, because that's really needed. And that will help you accept the situation better and uh, think clearly. Maybe that will give you uh, gain some clarity and insight into the fact mm. that, okay, now I have to overcome this problem. So what are the possible solutions that I can look uh, to? And mm. say, for example, just in case if there's no solution, then the acceptance that, okay, the situation is not in my control. So I can't do anything about it. Say, for example, if you're getting late and you are in the middle of traffic, you can't do anything in that situation. So panicking mm. or uh, feeling anxious in that situation is only going to uh, hamper you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe and, in uh... that case... In that case, no, maybe no. you can understand to leave early next day and yeah. be, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's finding, um, how you say, find, uh, working the problem, per se. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of the issues sometimes are longer issues, especially when it's mental health, interpersonal. They're not like, oh, this happened yesterday and we're going to solve it today and then I'm done. Usually it's... And I think this is where sometimes the issue comes. Is like this is the I should have been there 
this shouldn't happen to me. I, I, I should be already there. I should already have this title. I should already... Um, why is this happening to me? <laughs> you probably heard this. All and this is not. This is you know. This is this comes to everyone. It comes to me. You know, everyone struggles with this idea of self doubt. Why is this happening to me? And and all that. But the question, I guess, the idea that uh, has helped me is that a lot of these things are unfinished. Like, our life is always unfinished, if you really think about it. And just really being present in the in the process of correcting it. So if this is a five-year problem with me and my spouse, they say, then it's not going to take one session or a month to figure it out. It may take longer. Give yourself grace. Forgive yourself that it's going to take. But if, you're, if this is important to you, this is something you want to work on, it will take time just like anything else. And I think for me, that understanding and acceptance that this setback may take a little bit to get it to where I, where I feel I want it to go and giving yourself that time to get there can be really a, it can be a big step forward, especially when you're working with someone in therapy, working to just try to reg, be better at regulating your emotions and finding solutions to whatever situation you're in, you know? Of course, like, uh, as you mentioned it, uh, I absolutely agree with it that, you know, when you're coming with a concern in therapy, you need to understand that that concern has not developed yesterday or a week ago. It's something that you've been suppressing for a long period of time and now it's getting maybe overwhelming for you. So now you've reached out to therapy. So uh, say if it's a thought process or it's a belief system, you've built that thought process or you've built that belief over years maybe probably from your childhood or teenage so expecting that i'll be okay with two sessions or 10 sessions is something really difficult because to modify uh, your thought process it might require equal or at least uh, some amount of more time than you've you know built that uh, thought process over and secondly, of course, you know, uh, people come in with a lot of concerns in therapy and expect that, you know, I want solutions today, tomorrow, but they need to also understand it's a slow process. It will take time, but definitely they will reach where they want to and mm -hmm. what they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, um, they also get more clarity of what is actually going on. That's one thing therapy does do fairly well, you know, a lot of times. When you're in it, it's hard to see everything around you. What's going on? Why is this happening? And with therapy, you know, the therapist can guide you, kind of make you recognize that, hey, this has been a problem for quite some time. Is this some of the things I think, believe, feel? Maybe there's some things that, and if it's trauma related, there might be other avenues to address that. If it's something that's been in your life for quite some time that may be affecting or impacting you at this moment. Um, Right. I would like to add on here that, you know, I understand that what you are mentioning, but it's also important for them to know that being a problem oriented will not help them. You need to be more solution oriented. You need to understand that uh, I need to find a solution to this, whether it's my uh, recent trauma or past trauma, I need to face my fears. I need to be more open to accepting it, at least for myself, if I uh, want to work on it. Yeah, it's like this one quote, I'm paraphrasing, you could understand 
backwards, but you only can live forwards. So it's kind of the idea that you know, there's only one way to go. Like there is understanding, reflecting, making adjustments, and then you know, uh, um, moving forward. Uh, in the regards to it's okay to fall, one thing I noticed, especially in that, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big thing when it comes to forgiving yourself, forgiving what happened to you. Um, a lot of times. The idea of forgiveness is more for the individual to move on as opposed to what has happened to you externally. Um, Martin Luther King said it this way, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a constant attitude. What comes to mind when you hear this quote? Um, I would say that, you know, forgiveness is a major part of our life because as humans, we tend to make mistakes most of the times. So, uh, you know, the more we are open to forgiving the other person, the more sense of relief we will have. Because until and unless you can't or you're unable to forgive the other person what has happened maybe in the past or the present situation, you are undergoing that stress or you are taking that maybe to your deathbed. That uh, envy or that thought about, you know, this person did that to me or this company did that to me if it's about work. So you're taking all of that uh, to yourself but the company or the individual is not getting affected by it it's you who's yeah. getting affected by it so i always mention that you know it's impossible to forget things or forget uh, instances that have happened in your life because of course they're going to stay with you because they've had a major impact in your life that's why you recall them but uh, whether you want to forgive the situation, forgive people involved in it, it's completely, again, up to you. So mm-hmm. I don't ask my clients to forget because you can't do mm-hmm. that. It's a yeah. major part of your life. It's happened. And what you can do is forgive, accept and move on. Mm-hmm. I know it's uh, easier to say than done. But uh, of course, uh, you can do it if you have the willpower to, you know, become more uh, solution oriented or, uh, you know, you can practice forgiving people on little things. Like, say, for example, if uh, your breakfast was delayed or if there was Mm -hmm. some mistake uh, in preparation of the food, try start there. Start forgiving people for that Mm -hmm. rather than shouting on them or redoing the entire meal. Maybe adjust around for that. Yeah, I think... um... Forgiveness is a process like anything else. You get, you know, it's just through practicing. Um, Communication is the same way, you know. Um, You may be good at communicating one part, but then another avenue, you're very short-lipped, you're very strict, you know, like this is not how it's supposed to be. Um, Recognize that, but like forgiveness is, like I say, um, just like Martin Luther King, I think, is a constant attitude of how you respond um, uh, I'm not those who are listening, those who are watching. I'm not suggesting that you know, I, you know, you get angry. It's it's natural to get angry. It's absolutely natural. Sometimes anger is just showing you that something may need to change. That's it. Pause and learn to respond rather than react. Reacting sometimes can cause us uh, to say or do things that we may regret later on. Um, I just want to say, um, as we wrap up, um, um, I want to ask you, what would you like people to think about? What would you want people to be reminded of this October regarding being okay with failing and whatever that, when it regards, regards to, you know, you know, care when it comes to mental health, you know, in your field, what would you want people to be reminded 
um, because all of us may have felt, I think, failed. All of us have failed or did something that we are not proud of. Um, what would you like the people to remember in this month regarding that? Right. Uh, I think it's a great timing for us to connect because 10th of October is World Mental Health Day. So mm-hmm. I think people should focus on that day. Maybe, you know, just take 15 minutes out for yourself. Sit with mm-hmm. yourself and uh, maybe uh, recall your achievements or, uh, you know, just write down what you think about yourself because mm-hmm. or what you want to do. Because in this race of life, people have, uh, you know, just let go on the fact that self-care is important have just uh, forgotten about the fact that okay this is something that i wanted to do personally or this was my personal choice or i wanted to maybe go for a dinner or a uh, movie or maybe i wanted to start a new activity be it a sport or anything else for my amusement so maybe just take out 15 minutes and sit with yourself every day and be open to your emotions rather than suppressing them or uh, maybe write down what you feel every day that will help you at least went out to yourself and be more open with yourself and gain insight about who you are as an individual i just want to say i just want to say thank you so much for being on here and sharing your thought i I, you know i just i always appreciate everyone you know when i think about revive ministry podcast and what we're trying to do is a lot of these topics we don't talk about, whether it's even the most, even countries that are accepting in some ways mental health. These are hard topics to talk about. Like, is it okay to fail? We don't want to fail in the middle midst of it. No matter what culture, we don't want to fail. And, and the uncertainty can be okay. overwhelming. But I think the conversation, continuing conversations like with people like you, I do appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. I uh, use this platform to, you know, express my thoughts, learn something from you as well, and uh, to address people that it's okay to fall because you're going to learn from uh, that fall. You're not going to move back. You're going to move forward from that. Thank you. And I just want to share, those who are listening, um, um, uh, any everything that you would, um, there will be notes underneath the episode. So... Um, I do encourage you to read them. If there's anything, Simran, that you want to sh- uh, uh, me to add in the notes for those who are listening to find out more when it comes to mental health, um, um, we'll put that, we'll add that for those who are listening. I just want to say thank you again for sharing and being part of the conversation. Thank I you. I also want to say, remember to stay updated with all things Revive Ministry through various platforms. RevivalMinistryFL.com is our website. This is goodbye from Revive Ministry Podcast. Leave me with this last quote. It's from Mary Ann Radmatcher. It says, forgiveness is really a gift to yourself. Have the compassion to forgive others and the courage to forgive yourself.